If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump, the world's number one ranked fitness, health, and entertainment podcast, we're the only one that combines all three, we answer some questions uh, asked by listeners and viewers just like you. And the way we open the episode is you do an introductory portion. This is where we talk about current events. We talk about our sponsors. We talk about our workouts and fun stuff like that. After that, we get into answering the questions. By the way, if you want to see a timestamp, of all of the topics that we cover in this episode and fast forward to your favorite part, go to mindpumppodcast.com. So let me give you a breakdown of this episode. The intro was 42 minutes. We start out by talking about our brand new Organifi balls. <laughs> Adam shares his balls with Justin. Delicious. Doug and I walked in on that. We're like, what's going on? Yeah. These are Organifi balls made with protein, coconut oil. They taste really, really good. Now, Organifi is a company that makes organic plant-based supplements. Uh, including protein powders, but they also have a green juice and a red juice and a green juice. Very, very popular supplement company. Um, And because you listen to Mind Pump, you get a full 20% off. Okay, so that's a $100 purchase. You get $20 off. It's only 80 bucks. Look, I just did the math for you. Here's how you get the 20% off. Go to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Mind Pump. Use the code Mind Pump at checkout. Then we talked about Roblox making almost half a billion dollars in its first six months Dang. of 2020. It's also a place uh, that I don't let my kids go because they got some weird stuff on there. Scary. What's wrong with you guys? Then Justin brought up something called Mythic Quest. Uh, I believe this is a show. What's the show on? It's on Apple TV. Apple TV. Yeah, uh, I don't awesome. know much about it. Then I talked about my son getting scammed on one of his video games. You bastard. I know I'm going to find you. We're going to find you. Who you are. Then we talked about our newest partner, Olipop. Okay, so trip off this, right? They make a soda, no joke. This is a soda with almost no sugar, fiber in the soda, and the ingredients are for gut health. This is a gut Mm. health soda. So it's got things like marshmallow root and slippery elm bark and other things that heal and repair the gut. But the flavors are what's incredible. I'm holding in my hand right now cherry vanilla. It literally tastes like cherry pie. I'm not exaggerating. Buy this. Try it out. If you don't like it, she's my cherry pie. I'm telling the truth. It's a. It's in a class all by itself. These are gut health supporting, low or no sugar, paleo friendly sodas. No joke. Go try them out. They'll blow your mind. Um, and of course, uh, because you listen to Mind Pump, you get a hookup. Here's what you do: go to drinkollipop.com. That's the word drink. Then O-L-I-P-O-P.com. And then use the code MINDPUMP. You'll get 15% off your first order. Oh, I forgot to say there's prebiotics in there as well to feed your healthy bacteria. Then we talk about GMO mosquitoes in Florida. They're releasing 750 million. Get out your tinfoil hats. Laboratory-made mosquitoes. What could go wrong? It's 2020. Yeah. Like, nothing's going wrong this year. Keep throwing stuff in there. Then I talk about slowing down your reps or doing the negatives real slow to get better results. Then we talk about a study on priming and how effective it is at improving your strength. Yeah. And then we talk about Bud Light looking for a new CMO. Anybody can apply. The M stands for meme, by the way. Memes. Mm. Then we got into the questions. The first one was, uh, what are the effects of low-carb diets on hormones? The next question is there any science that proves old man strength is a real thing? 
There's also old woman strength, by the way. That's a real thing. Mm. My mom, uh, let me tell you, she used to beat me down. Yeah. <laughs> the next question, uh, what do we think about marketing and branding our products to appeal to both men and women? So we talk about fitness marketing. Like, this is just for women. This is just for men. Mm. And the final it's question, a hypothetical one. Let's just say the president appointed Mind Pump Media uh, in charge of the country's obesity epidemic. What would we do to help fix that? Because we are in an epidemic of obesity. Fix the fat. Also, this month, MAPS performance is 50% off. This is a full-body workout program that includes traditional exercises and non-traditional functional exercises. So this is a workout that makes you look good, but also makes you perform and move good. So if you're somebody that likes to look good, but you also want to perform, it's like, you know, why would you have a- doesn't? Why would you have a Ferrari with a Civic engine? You know what I mean? You want to look good, but you also want to be able to perform. That's MAPS Performance. It's athletic training combined with bodybuilding training to give you the best looking and best moving physique. There's a special emphasis on mobility. Oh, by the way, if all you have are dumbbells at home, you can still follow the whole program. We have a mod in there for just dumbbells. So you don't need barbells. You You don't need any other equipment, just dumbbells and a bench, and you got everything you need to follow this program. If you have a full gym, you can still follow the program because then you can follow it as we originally designed it. Now, this program is 50% off. Here's how you get the discount. Go to mapsgreen.com. That's M-A-P-S-G-R-E-E-N.com. And then use the code GREEN50. That's GREEN50 with no space for 50% off. Did you guys like my balls? Whoa. Yeah. I Let me love tell your you, balls. I, don't, I, feel, <laughs> I feel wrong saying that, but I do. Yeah, they're balls. really good, dude. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah. They're really, really good. Huh. Tasty. Yeah. Uh, Let's explain cold. what they are. <laughs> um, they were cold and chilled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about the the protein balls. Amazing, right? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. No, the no-bake bites. I, so this is one of my favorite uh, things that organic... So if you... I, you know, I know we, obviously we have a lot of people that listen and use a lot of Organifi products, but they're always constantly putting out uh, great recipes, and you know mm. we're always playing with them. And now uh, Jerry brought us on, on uh, Monday these bites that are absolutely amazing, and they're cookie dough, no-bake yeah. bites, protein right. bites. Here there's, it is. There's got- little difference between just eating cookie dough and that. Oh. Dude, they're legit. Here's the ingredients. It's uh, a cup of almond flour, quarter cup of Organifi protein, vanilla, then you put a tablespoon of vanilla extract, quarter tablespoon maple syrup, quarter tablespoon co- coconut oil, Eighth of a teaspoon of sea salt and then three quarters of a cup of chocolate chips. Ingredients are legit. Yeah. And you basically mix them all together uh, and then you chill in the freezer and then you roll them into balls and sprinkle a little sea salt and you're done. Yeah. You don't need to bake them or anything. Put them balls in your mouth. They're sick. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> what? Why? Why? That's not wrong. Uh, they're really good. Amazing. And the macros are probably pretty good too. Just what you got the coconut oil, a little bit of maple. Syrup yeah. and the protein. delicious. Hey, I wanted to ask you something, Sal. So we talked about this. Um, I don't know. It was a few. I think it was a few months ago. Remember when I brought? It, I was unfamiliar with it. I said that I brought up something about them statistically, like revenue wise. I think it was, and that mm-hmm. was the game. Is it Roblox? You're, it, yeah, it's yeah. Huge. Oh my god. And do both your guys' kids play this? My yeah. daughter sometimes. They now. won't shut up about it. Okay, now do you, are, do you guys follow <laughs> anything on them? 
Yeah. Well, oh, oh, in terms of business, I mean, I just, I just make sure that like nobody they don't, talks to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yes, I'm creating a wall from uh, creeps. They're, so they're massive, right? Like, yeah. they, I mean, they're they're one of the most popular games played by young teens and under teen, right? Mm-hmm. And I think they did like half a like a half a billion dollars in the first part of the year of 2020. They're smart. I mean, they have like little side games that you can kind of create and so this all is, kinds of stuff. This is what I was reading about, and I, did, I didn't I didn't fully grasp like how it works. And I guess Fortnite's a little bit like this. I'm so uh, disconnected from the gaming world now. Yeah, now that it is a bunch of old dudes, right? But I used to love all this stuff, and I guess the biggest feature is that it, it allows the kids to almost create their own worlds and own yeah. gaming yeah. communities, yeah. which is awesome, and it's ever-evolving and changing. It's and I think, cool and creative, for but sure. But here's what they're having problems with. So there's, like, pornography has made its way into this. Well, yeah, dude. Lord that's the, have mercy. That's the thing, man. You got to be careful. Uh, a lot of people, apparently people pose as children, go on there, start talking to your kids and whatever. Now, right. how's the pornography? What did they do? So, okay, because you can create your own avatar. And it, and because it allows kids to create their their own worlds and own everything, people have made, and they do it, they, they do it smart. Because obviously they have algorithms and AI in there to try and pick up on profanity and to, as much as they possibly can. But when you have something like that, you know, it's like the, the like the Uber free market thing. It's just it grows so fast you can't control it. Mm-hmm. And you know, clever kids, you know, title it something different, like oh, the apartment getaway or something like that. I forget like the name that I read in the article, mm-hmm. but it's not like you know triple X whatever. It's not obvious. Sure. And then they you enter that room and the characters, uh, you know, are all naked and doing um, do it having sex and they're able to talk to each other. However. So this is now has now infiltrated this this game and has become extremely po- and it's a challenge for them to try and combat it and yet another reason why I got to steer them away from that right game. yeah well uh, have you guys ever watched that show on Apple called Mythic Quest. Oh yeah, you got me to watch a few. Hilarious. No, what is it? Oh, it's great. You got it's like check Office out. meets. Um, it, they, they like create video games, and so like the the CEO is this like real creative guy he comes up with all these concepts for video games. Anyways, they they had somebody on there that uh, was in their game, and it's kind of more like World of Warcraft, where everybody has like their character and they're all like interacting and all that stuff. Was creating like um, big structures like throughout the game that were just like cocks. You know, like all over the place. They just like build these things within the game. And so it's like, there's things like that. I'm sure that happen all the time where kids are just like, oh, like, how can I get away with, you know, things like that. But uh, in terms of like just straight pornography, like, yikes. Yeah. I'm not a violent person, but I'll tell you what, I definitely would kill those people. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely strangle them. They're hiding behind furry masks. I mean, how do you manage that though? I mean, it's. I tell you, just take your, tell your kid can't play. Really? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what I've been doing. I mean, yeah, that's what you have to do. Yeah, I mean, there's there's ways you can invite people in where you have it private. I I believe because we've gone through that, and so there's there that's one wall. But again, like who knows? Like they, they might think it's their friend and it's a different handle. And so well, not only that, but I also remember being a young teenage boy too. And this is the stuff you're interested. In. I mean, you and even if you uh, like, I could see like Sal, your son. He's such a smart kid, but he, there's still a major innocence to him, right? We've talked about mm. this before. You know, it's it's more like a giggling with your friends, like check out what I hacked into or found or created. I'm like, less worried about my 15 year old and more worried about my 10 year old. Okay. Yeah, Does she play the game. She yeah, he doesn't play Roblox. She does. Oh yeah. Oh, so I'm I'm not okay. worried about if you're when you're 15, you got a little bit more 
wisdom, still not like, you know, go out there and do whatever. Yeah. But it's the little kids, eight-year-olds, seven-year-olds, you know, nine-year-olds that play the game. Those are the ones I'm I'm more worried you about. You shield them a bit. Yeah, that's the one I'd be a little... Oh, I thought about. maybe it was your son that played the game more, so it's actually your daughter who's in the it's game. It's little kids, dude. It's not like... Yeah, no, they did say like... A, they. In fact, they wouldn't even disclose uh, the what percentage was the younger age, but you could tell by the way the article was written and what they what they have, what they have oh, released. it's elementary kids. It is young kids. 100%. Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. goes all the way up to teens and preteens and so like that, but I guess it is that young. Wow. It is. So it's something you got to pay attention <clears throat> to as a parent. you got to, you know... And just like anything else, you have to monitor it, and it takes time and effort and, and that kind of stuff. But that's what you signed up for when you became a parent. Yeah. I know. You, yeah. I mean, that's you're, just you're it. the watchdog. Yeah, you are. You have to. You know, yeah. it's like I remember growing. You know, in the we grew up in the '90s, right? Uh, you know, '80s and '90s, and that's when processed food just exploded. Mm. And I had friends like that where the, the house was full of just full of garbage food, and there was just free reign. There yeah. was no. The parents didn't didn't really organize or, or, or monitor it, and so the kids just whenever they wanted to eat whatever, yeah. go in the freezer, go in the cupboard, and just eat or drink soda to their delight. And um, you know that was a big mistake because you yeah. had a lot of problems from that. You know, when I was a kid, I had processed food access, but my mom definitely had she definitely controlled it a little bit. Right? Mm-hmm. She would be like, "No, no, no, you're not going to take that whole bag and sit on the couch. Grab a few." Put it in the bowl, you know that type of. Well, game. in terms of the games too, like I uh, sometimes I'll I'll you know not realize that they're playing a new game, and then I'll find out. And you know, my son, I'm always having him explain like everything about it. But I actually will go in and play it with him uh, at least one day. I try and make a point of that just to see how where the opportunities are where they interact with people like what the game looks like what kind of things are happening inside that cuz like if you don't actually sit there and like look at what's what they're actually really vested in yeah. cuz they're seriously hooked you know they're hooked by uh, what they're playing and they th- that's what they talk about you know they're outside jumping on a trampoline they're talking about their character and how they're upgrading yeah. them and all this stuff if you're not on the in with that stuff it could get away from you really fast dude some of these games are so crazy so I was talking to my son and in some of these games you can like you can get like a skin which is essentially yeah, changing exactly. the way your character looks yeah. or stuff like that right there are some skins or items in the games that are so rare and so valued that people will pay Tens of thousands of dollars or yes, more, yes, okay. just to get them. It's I'm crazy. glad you brought that up because I had on, on my notes actually to bring up like a, like a sweatshop that they have for these upgrade character sweatshops. So just like you have other uh, like miners or whatever, yeah, kind of like you have other social media things like where where they're actually doing all the likes and stuff. And we've seen this all get exposed with how people get like all these followers all of a sudden. You're like, how did that happen? Well, there's there's actually people like a, a whole factory of people like. Like doing that for them um you can pay for this like you can pay uh you, you know a service to basically like play your character and and get all the upgrades and all these things that are super valuable and then you can like you can even sell off your character once you get them up to a certain amount like because some people care that much about that's why I, I read this in this article that they i mean how smart is this as a business too is they they make like certain things limited so it's like if you have like a hat you could pay like a thousand dollars for, yep. and you know only a total of five hundred people could have ever bought that hat. So if you're rocking that hat on your avatar inside the game, 
you know that person it's a status is, symbol. It's a total status symbol. It's just yeah. like Ready Player One. Remember how the, that totally. one company was in there trying to find the, the all the secret pieces or whatever. That's why that movie is so brilliant. It's it's, it's it's crazy. So my son, what a great lesson my son learned uh, a while ago. So he obviously loves playing video games, a gamer, and he got ripped off. He got scammed on the game, and it, you know he was really upset about it. Oh man, because it was his first experience with somebody that was dishonest, and you know, so he had a. a an item in the game that was worth on the market. I think it was worth two hundred dollars or something like that. Which mm. to a you know at the time, let me think. How old was he? Twelve. Oh, big money. Yeah. Yeah, huge 12, money. Huge money. Right. He earned it though. He found it. He earned it. He, I never give him. I never. We never buy stuff like that. I always tell him like, I'm not. No, you're not yeah. going to buy virtual. Yeah, yeah. virtual <laughs> stuff. No, 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 you can go ahead and stupid. earn it, whatever. But yeah. you're not going to buy. It. So he had this item, and some dude wanted to trade him another item. And give him some money on top of it. And my brother, my son's like, oh, you know, and I, this is after I found out, right? Anyway, it was a too good to be true deal. That was the lesson. So he mm. went and did the trade. He got scammed, lost his item, and get no, got nothing in return. Oh, and I remember I was man. downstairs uh, working, and he comes downstairs, and he's got tears, you know? Oh, and I'm like, what, like, what's the matter, dude? He's like... Somebody he was like so he was like clenching his fist. Somebody ripped me off, and I'm like, well, what happened? And he told me, and I said, did it feel like a deal that was too good to be true? And he says, what do you mean? I said, was it like like did you were you ready to jump on it because it was such a good deal? And he goes, yeah. And I said, you got to look out for that stuff in the real world. Mm-hmm. People make offers to you that are too good to be true. You have to be very skeptical. This is how the world works. And now that you've lost that item. Next time you can be a little bit more careful. Yeah. And he's and he's like, "Can you give me the money for the item?" I'm like, "No, I can't." <laughs> uh, I'm like, well, "I can't give you." Dude, the money that for brings it. up. Did you guys get hustled like that when you're a kid? Like, I can remember one instance for that. It was a speaker that this guy was like selling. Like, he just bought it. Like, pretended that he just bought it. Like, outside this. this that happened in my twenties. That was in a <laughs> what? Yeah, it was like when I was fifteen so or sixteen. Did you that, buy the fake cologne or what? Well, no, that that so that that this Sprays all. Oh, so burns. when I worked Capo McKee on the east side, a lot all those hustles were going on. And the, I ran out of gas, helped me fill up for five oh, bucks, yeah. all that shit. Yeah. And the actual speaker and ample, it was an amp and a speaker. And at this time, I had a stereo system in my car, so I was into that stuff. This one, they, they would pull up in the parking lot and open the back of their van or whatever. Yeah. like, do you want this? You know? Yeah, show you show you the setup. And they even have like a printout of like the retail value of all of it. I mean, it just seems like, and it seems so good to be true. You're now, like, did they test it for you right there? No, no. Oh. That's how they get you, right? Because they yeah. don't do it. They're like, what they do is, oh, I the, the, or the way I got, got caught was they said, I ordered one of these and they gave me two. Yeah. You know, and so I'm trying to sell the other one. This is the retail value, this and that. And I'm like, oh, I guess that could happen. This is right? a quarter so, of the price. Yeah. A company would ship two, maybe. I don't know. Like, it, and, they, and you, and they, it looks pristine and they have the, the printout of the value of all of it. And then they're offering it to you for, and I don't remember what I paid. I paid a few hundred bucks mm. for something that was, should have been like 2000 something dollars. And I'm like, Oh my God, no brainer. Yeah. What a steal. Yeah. I know. Go to plug I it. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, when I went to, I went to France years ago with, um, with Jason, our, our mutual friend. Mm-hmm. And we were in line to buy ticket. I don't remember what the tickets were for. I don't know if it was a train or something. Right. And it's a long line. So a lot of people behind us, and in this particular part uh, where we were, they didn't they didn't try to speak English to you, so it was kind of hard to translate or whatever. So Jason gives the guy I don't remember how much money he gave him, but let's just say it was fifty euro, and the guy was supposed to pay him back thirty euro and change, but he gives him three euro and change. 
So so Jason, and I love Jason. He doesn't care. Like he didn't give a fuck. Yeah. He made the biggest deal in front of everybody walking up and down the line. Can you translate for me? He just stole my money. Do you think this is okay? Do you think and I'm embarrassed? And I know that's what they're playing on. They're playing on the fact that you're embarrassed. There's a lot of people. They don't speak your language. So you're probably just going to be like, whatever. You know, whatever. Not Jason. <laughs> we stayed there for 30 minutes. <laughs> and he was back and forth making a big old fuss or whatever. And then he got his, he ended up getting his money. The other so, time I got had, we got had when we were, we were 18, 17, 18. We were on our, our senior trip in high school or after high school. You graduate. We went to Hawaii. We did the whole fake ID thing when we first got there. And uh, my buddies. Now at this time, I'm not. I have. I have not even tried marijuana before. But I had two friends that were with me in Hawaii that smoked weed, and uh, we went and, and we're in we're in Hawaii first time. <laughs> you didn't buy oregano. Did listen, you? listen, oh, no. listen. Okay, okay. You're. This smells like pizza. Think about it. Think about a, a weed smoking kid in high school back when we. What was like Maui Wowie was like. The sh- like everyone talked about that was it. just the name. If you were in yeah, California, that's true, and you and, and everybody would always talk about like, oh Maui Wowie, wait till you have Hawaii's Maui Wowie. And so we get there as teenagers, you know, and <laughs> it's like my two buddies. We like we have to get Maui Wowie. So we all and I even put some money on it, even though I wasn't going to smoke because I didn't. But we were all together and agreed like got to get this. So everybody threw their twenty bucks in or whatever, and uh, I think we were I think they were trying to buy an ounce. And uh, got got found a guy on the street that said it, and meet him in a corner. He rolled it up, he showed it to him. You know, check this out. Smell it. You smell it. And then he did. He must have did some sort of a switcheroo with the magazine because he had it rolled in a magazine, and then and then handed it to him. We gave him the money. Of course, you're scared as a kid. You just put it in your pocket real quick. We just <laughs> fucking run to the hotel room, which is blocks away. He goes in the opposite direction. We get all the way up the elevator, and then you don't even pull it out of your pocket until you get up there. We pull it out. Open it. Why, this smells different, you know? But it still looks like it because they use like fucking oregano and shit. <laughs> Go to light it and burn it. It's like not burning right at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, you actually tried to smoke oh, it? Yeah, I did it. My buddies did That's it. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, I I, mean, and then, you know, back then, you know, each of us all putting our 20 bucks together. That's a lot of money for us. No, you know? yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. I, I know I got ripped off more than you guys did because I used to buy every supplement any in any advertisement in any magazine. Oh, that's like one of the biggest hustles. I probably have been hustled out of you know, I don't know, fifty thousand dollars. If I added up oh like my, my whole, oh dude, I swear there was one. It was, and the way they would do it is they put an ad. So you had the like the the, the big ads in the magazines, right? So you're going through Flex magazine, big ad, you know, and it's like Mega Mass two thousand whatever. But then you go to the back of the magazine, I and I used those. to read those things, the ones that look like the syringes yes, and dude. the stuff that looks the most. <laughs> yes. So I used to read the magazines from front to back, and I'd scan it. And in the back, they had these little ads. And of course, they made them look like they were sketchy. And yeah. I'm like, oh, this is going to work. Yeah, that means it's legit. Yeah, and there was this one product, and it was like muscle mix or something like that. And it was like a, a vial. Yeah. And it was like, you know, banned in so many countries yeah. and <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I'm like, that's it, that's right? That's always great marketing. And, and this is how you took it. You bought it. I got this vial of whatever. I don't know what the hell it was. And you put four drops under your tongue every day, yeah. and your testosterone levels are going to go through the roof. And I spent like 50 bucks, Dude. nothing. Then another time I bought this supplement stack that was 12 bottles of pills. It cost me $160. Hmm. I'm like a 15-year-old kid. $160 to a 15-year-old kid right. is a million dollars. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Two things I can remember offhand. One, I've already kind of explained on the show, I think, but I'll bring it up again. Uh, the first one, though, like is – 
totally obvious for anybody now that they go to like Tijuana or anywhere in Mexico where they're selling things in, you know, in the streets. And, uh, like I was really into sunglasses and like the whole thing, <laughs> dude, I bought some Folklies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember that. <laughs> and, and the thing is I, it was painted, like everything looked exactly authentic. And then the, the, the paint started to like smear away, and, like, <laughs> run away. I'm like, what the hell is this? You know, oh, these, these, like these really good, these real thing you know? <laughs> i'm like oh cool awesome you got, you know, I, I got it for like literally like tw- like maybe ten dollars less than their actual price which was like 200 bucks i got it for like probably like a, 170 bucks or something crazy instead of blocking the rays yeah. it magnifies them why do my eyes yeah <laughs> my <laughs> eyes are burning the hell's going on yeah uh, I, I, that happened to me in mexico i went there and bought this this woman was set was selling these hand uh like carved sculptures you know, this like old woman and she's old Mexican women on this and she's calling I'm like, this is authentic. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to get this. And, you know, yeah. and she starts out real high. Like, I'm like, how much? Like $50. I'm like, uh. so I work her down to, you know, like 30 bucks or something like that. And I buy them like, this is so great. And I literally walk two blocks. And there's another lady selling the exact same sculpture. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, she didn't. Dude. Oh, it's so bad. It's manufactured. Right <laughs> yeah, there. I just bought yeah. garbage. Yeah. You know? yeah. Anyway, yeah. Nice dude, plastic. Adam, I got I got to give you kudos, bro. You find the best partners. This right here, I know. Oh, so man. so um, we're gonna be fighting over those. Brand you know new, that, right? brand new partner. It's a company called Olipop, and I. This is the. First and only product I'm aware of in this category in the market. I've never seen anything like this. And when we got them, remember how skeptical I was when, yeah, you, when you showed me the know, can? I know, I know. So these are sodas. And the can, the flavors are like cherry vanilla and like yeah, yeah. root beer and classic cola. Yeah, I'm, drinking the, I'm drinking a classic root beer right now. Yeah, so. stuff like that, right? And I'm like, oh, God, what is this? You know, so, okay, what is this? You know, a, a artificially flavored right. soda. High like, what's, fructose corn syrup. What's yeah, going what's on the here? deal? You look at the back and it's a soda, right? So it's got, you know, it's got five grams of sugar for the whole can, 45 calories. Mm. It's got nine grams of fiber. I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. It's a gut health soda and if you look at the ingredients on the back it's got things like marshmallow root it's got uh slippery elm bark uh artichoke inulin it's got all these these prebiotics and gut healing compounds like marshmallow root for example is known to help uh protect the gut wall like these are classic gut health ingredients so then i looked at the ingredients and i was like really interested and i'm like but i guarantee it's gonna taste like dog shit there's no way right it can't be good it's the best. T- this is not Dude. an exaggeration. It's the best tasting, uh, like no sugar soda I've ever They're had. They're literally the magic spoon of sodas. Like yeah. I was, I was so like my mind was blown that they turned the whole soda industry like on its head. You know who introduced this to us? You you remember Jordy, your guy back? Oh, in, Jordy did. Yeah, Jordy. No Jordy hit me up like I don't know how long ago it was now. It was a while back. He hit me up and he says, "Hey man, I'm." Working with this company, I think you'll absolutely love it. Can I send something to you? And for some weird reason, I thought it was something else. And I'm always quick to be like, yeah, yeah, send me a free shit. I'll try it out. I'll look at it, right? So He's tried a few of them. Yeah. So this one actually stuck. Though. I That's just good. agreed. I didn't say anything. I didn't even say anything to you guys because I wasn't that excited originally about it. I just, he, he kind of went over it. I was, you know, multitasking when, uh, when he called me and I was like, yeah, yeah, send it over to me. I'll check it out, right? And it shows up in my house. And at first, I'm like, who sent me a fucking case of soda? What is this, right? And so I look at it, same thing. I read it. I'm like, this sounds interesting. I'll try it, right? So I put it in my refrigerators and I crack it open. And right now I'm on the, 
I think I shared this before too that I, I switched over. Like I've eliminated Diet Coke. Like I, I like it's once once in a very very like if I'm at a place I'm craving some sort of drink and that's my only. This option. is a big deal, by the way, for the audience. Like he had a legit addiction to Diet Coke. Yeah, uh, I've yeah. admitted this on the show, right? Yeah. I've talked about the, the 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 I've always drank on my drink. I used to drink a lot of them, especially when I was competing. I was drinking a lot of them. And so I've been trying to wing myself off. Well, and you said something on the podcast, Sal, maybe, I don't know, a year or two ago about, you know, honestly, having a soda with just the the real sugar in there, you're probably better off with, because especially somebody who's counted calories and recognizes like, oh, if I have this soda, this is 180 calories, so I need to account for it. I'm less likely to drink two, three, or four, mm -hmm. which is what I could get in the habit of doing when you're drinking diet sodas. You're like, oh, it's zero calories, yeah. so why not a second yeah. one? Why not a third one? And you just watch yourself ramp up. It's the perception of no barrier, or no, right. no consequence, right? So a while back, this is like a year ago or so, I switched over to starting to drink the Hansen... Uh, uh, cane sugar root beers. And so that's, I've been that and it, I'm good about it. Like I, because I know it's got sugar in it, maybe I have one every other day or so. And then when I'm having a certain meal that I like to have the, the sweet drink and it's perfect and it, and it manages me from going crazy like I was with diet sodas. And then he sends me this and same thing like you, I'm skeptical about the taste. He tells me it's like some prebiotic drink and I'm like, and all I'm thinking <laughs> is like kombucha with yeah, soda. Like I'm like sour. Yeah, I'm like... thinking like whatever. And it sat in my refrigerator for a while. Finally, I was out of my other drinks. I crack it open. I'm with Katrina. I'm like, holy shit, this is really good. And then that, I called him back after that and said, hey, let's start talking about this. And then I finally introduced to you guys. And then, of course, I always send Sal over to talk to, you know, whoever's in charge of the formulation and the science behind it. Oh, to no, sure no. That so gut health is a thing for me. I've been into it and studying it for years now, mainly because I, I had my own gut health issues. So when I when they when you showed me and it, and it says it's a gut health, you know, drink or whatever, I'm like, let's see what the ingredients are, because sometimes they sprinkle things in that are supposed. But I know what's really good. Yeah. The ingredients are legit. Uh, these are pro these are things you would take to improve your gut health if you want good gut health. Anyway, there's really, really good stuff, but the taste is incredible. And here's the thing. Normally with sodas, the market with sodas is taste or zero calories and taste good. There is no like, this is a healthy soda or this is, especially for gut health. Gut health drinks are disgusting. Yeah. Always. Oh, yeah. They're never, it's never something well, that tastes good. Well, even kombucha and teas and fermented drinks like that have sugar in them. Yeah. And it's also an acquired taste. Like yeah. kombuchas aren't, uh, and I enjoy them. It's like slimy film to yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, it's, you gotta it, get used to it. But it's acquired. Like if I give a kombucha to my kids, they're gonna spit it out. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Courtney hates them. Yeah. yeah. If I give my kid an Olipop, like Olipop, they're gonna love it. Anyway, I talked to the CEO. And their sales went up, I think, uh, they introduced to the market, I think this year or last year, 900%. Wow. Like, like big time exploding. They've created a new market. Yeah. It's a brand new market. There is no other product Pretty that I'm aware cool. of that's like that. So I'm excited. Home run. I, we are, I believe, the very first podcast to introduce them to, which is cool. We're and, number one. And I had I had alluded to them in my questions the other day, uh, like someone was asking about partners, and I said we had some new ones coming up. And uh, I name dropped them in my questions, and somebody I had a bunch of DMs of people like pictures of them in their refrigerator, already drinking them, and all excited like, "Oh my god, I love that product! I'm so glad you guys are partnered up." Oh wow, so Sweet. very cool. Hey, I got some um, some 2020 news. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> wait, wait. I, do I want to hear it? Because I'm. Uh, it's just too much. You have to. Too you much. have to hear it because I'm going to okay, say it. Fine. So in the Florida Keys, they're about to release uh, 750. Million 
genetically modified mosquitoes. Why? So, so that was my question. What? Yeah. So they, they explain they, this. So they got they got some mosquitoes, and first of all, they made them all male. So male mosquitoes don't drink your blood, and you oh, know, so the more aggressive ones. Cool. They don't. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> they don't <laughs> Good. They don't do that. And then they genetically modified them so that when they they mated with female mosquitoes. They would only, pr- I think they wouldn't be able to produce offspring or something like that. So essentially, mm. releasing these seven hundred. Nature finds a way. Didn't yeah. they watch Jurassic Park? I know. Yeah. So in any, so in other words, releasing these mosquitoes, seven hundred fifty million of them, supposedly will collapse the mosquito population there because they're having like dengue fever. I guess uh, is is, is what is spreading fuck? over there. This is a wow. classic example of what you always say, Sal. Like Sal, uh, science ne- always asks, "Can we?" Instead of "Should we?" Yeah, should yes. we? Like, oh, <laughs> you know, like, like I know, I got an answer to this. Yeah. So this is this is of course this is a company that owns it. So it's a company called Oxitec, which geez, I wonder if they're publicly traded. Mm. We'll see what happens there. So Oxitec's mosquito, known as OX five zero three four, is a is a genetically modified version of the eighties uh, Egypti, a type of mosquito that carries diseases like the Zika virus and dengue. Dude. Now they're all male, so that's the first thing, and they're going to breed with female mosquitoes, which they which uh, do rely on blood for their eggs. The hope. This is my favorite part, by the way. Yeah. This is in the article. The hope, the company claims. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't hope. get Tyrannosaurus I like, Rex. <laughs> yeah, I like how they just like put that out. The yeah. hope. Will be that it will cause the temporary collapse of a wild population of uh, female mosquitoes. Yeah. yeah, hope to God it doesn't- Side effects might be yeah. next plague. Yeah, You know, right. like, 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 like seriously, we're getting th- so many things thrown at us at once. Like what else? Well, so there's a petition opposing it right now. It's got 240,000 signatures. Well, so it's not working because they're, they're still doing it. Right? Well, the thing is, this is that it might very well work, but there's so many. You know, nature is so complex, and there's so many factors yeah. that you have to consider. You can't possibly. There's no way to test it to know for sure unless you actually yeah. put it out. Right, Just one little mutation. Well, what what I'm not familiar. I am definitely not familiar with mosquitoes. And the, do they bring any value? To the world, yeah, yeah, that's why they exist. Yeah, I mean, they feed some animals. Um, they, that's what I'm wondering. Like, 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 like if like all mosquitoes die, yeah, yeah, like what? Is, yeah, exactly. What's the? I don't know. Maybe frogs will die next, and who knows? I mean, that, I, I look, look. Trust me, I hate mosquitoes. <laughs> I I often think to myself, yeah, what, what happens when? The, yeah, the animals eat them. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the thing, right? Yeah, what happens then? Yeah. But who mm. knows? Who knows? Because sometimes bite us. what happens when animals breed is you get like three or four or five generations down, you start to see weird things happen. And then nature okay. nature has a weird way of figuring out ways around reproductive issues. For example, uh, there's species of frogs, for example, where if there's no females, one of them will turn female or one of them, they'll yeah. still change, right? So what if that exactly. happens? What well, if all these weird- Jurassic Park. So- <laughs> Yeah, no, like my, I'm not, I'm not going to go crazy conspiracy with this, but I want you guys to Please place do. yourself with the tinfoil hat and, and, and go to the most crazy extreme version of like what, what, what somebody like that would probably think maybe that they put in these uh, mosquitoes. Uh, let's see, a new virus that they have a, a mm, vaccine there's for? There's one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very likely scenario. What else? What else? What else? Tell me. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. The company, what, what political well, party does it? 
what yeah. political party does the company belong to? Maybe you get bit one of, <laughs> by one of these mosquitoes and it makes you more conservative or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can control them by satellites, you know, they, you know, direct them to certain people. Yeah. yeah, new study finds if you get bit by the new, you know, genetically modified mosquito, yeah. you vote for this person. <laughs> <laughs> Or you buy this it product. It castrates you somehow. Like, I don't know, man. Like, it's fair game. Oh, that's true. What if it, yeah. what if, like, they like, find I'm, a- I'm putting my Alex Jones t- tin hat Yeah, what on. if they find a way to, like, become female or whatever? They mate, and then those mosquitoes bite humans, and then we become sterile. Oh. oh. Damn it, Bill Science Gates. Science wins again. It's Bill Gates. Oh, okay. He's always trying to do this crap for us. All right, to let's us. not, okay. That's uh, enough. I had, so to, I had to get that out. All right, I'm going to go to fitness real quick, because uh, that's the kind of show we are. <laughs> we are a fitness show you know what i did in my workout yesterday that uh i want to bring up that i that you know when i do it i'm always you know there's different things you can change in your workout and sometimes you don't do them for a while especially if you're working out for a long time and then you throw it back in and you always ask yourself why don't i do this more often right mm-hmm. so uh really slow negatives really really slow negatives it, what a great feeling you know I, and here's what happens i'll take a weight that I can do 15 or 20 reps with, and then I'll make the negatives slow enough so that I can only do 10. Yeah. So that's how I judge the speed. Like, oh, I'm at five. I need to slow it down more because I think I'm going to be able to get past 10. Oh, my God. And if you haven't done that in a while, like, the man, that's a good guarantee you're going to get, like, sore or stiff. Oh, dude. Like, I, it, it works. Some of the best slow negative exercises are isolation movements. Mm-hmm. Do you like a lateral you know, you do your lateral, you come up, right? Then hold it at the top and then go down real slow. You're using eight-pound dumbbells. You're not going very heavy when you do that. And the pump you get- It's crazy. Oh, it's insane, you know? So I did it with biceps and triceps and shoulders, and I got a great workout. And what's cool about it is you don't have to add weight. Right. You don't have to change any of that stuff. It's just, I, it's a technique to increase the intensity without- It's funny you bring it up, though, because I was doing that, but also like doing the pause. So lots of pods, pause squats and like really taking like a real slow uh, tempo to, mm. to all my lifts. And that was just something like, I think after a while, you just sort of like, what haven't I done in a while that I could do that's not like super drastic, but makes a massive change? That's definitely one of those well, things. It's a great way to progressively overload in a time when people or weights are scarce. Totally, yeah. it's hard. so many people are having a hard time getting plates or getting weights. It's like you could. We, we always. I think that's like the default, and that's and tra- trainers are just as guilty. I am too. Of like when I first started training, like you always just think like more reps, more sets, or more weight. Mm-hmm. Like this is how like we're gonna get better. We're gonna keep changing. We're gonna progressively overload. I gotta do more sets, yeah. more reps, or more weight. There's other ways to overload the body to see change and keep moving that way. Not only that. But I mean, when you're talking about limited weights, that's one you know strategy right now. But it's also the, my go-to as a trainer with clients, just because it's a safer way, it's a smarter way. I mean, when you start adding more reps, more sets, and more load, you're more likely to fatigue, form breakdown, and then they're 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 going to look terrible doing the exercise versus you know telling them to slow it down and even perfect the form even more and yes. concentrate on technique. And so you know what ends up happening as a side effect is their form looks even better and you found a way to overload them without adding any more load. Dude, as a kid, uh, well, I don't want to say kid. As a kid and all, most of my adult life, <laughs> my go-to was weight. Yeah. Add weight. You know, If I did a set, the question I would ask myself is, uh, I think I could add more yeah. weight. I think I can Let's do a little see. bit more weight. And it's, you know, it's resulted in some, in, in some injuries and it doesn't get you better results. It really doesn't. It's a good thing you can change. And you should throw it in the mix, but the other things you can change, like rep speed, also produce amazing results. Speaking of results and fitness, 
I love it when uh, when things that we've experienced as trainers gets confirmed with studies. Yeah. And some a study came out. Uh, I had it sent to me by lots of trainers. I had actually a professor send it to me as well because uh, this is something that we've been preaching for a long time. There was a study done on priming your body. Yeah. So exciting. Priming your body before exercise or before athletic uh, you know, endeavors produces greater force and greater performance. And the priming actually lasts longer than a lot of people think. Something like 40 minutes yeah. to an hour. Oh, that's great. I didn't notice that in the study they said that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I read that study. I yeah, posted cool. it uh, a few days ago. So that's actually really cool because that's a question we get that asked a lot. blew my mind, actually. I thought it was only like 10 to 15 minutes. Right. People yeah. ask all the time, like, hey, can I prime at home and then go to the gym? And right. we always tell them, like, yeah, you can. And it's definitely not going to hurt you. Ideally, you would do it right before you get in your workout. Mm-hmm. But if, if they, they actually have research to prove that it lasts for a solid 40 minutes before. Mm-hmm. So that's not bad at all. Yep. Yep. Wow. And, yeah. No. So that's here, really cool. Here, the, the conclusion is that this that priming this way and by the way this is the word that they use which I thought was really cool yeah. it leads to greater physiological and performance response so uh, you're gonna get uh, you're, you're going to perform better priming does that warming up does not warming up uh, the goal is to not hurt yourself here's the other benefit of priming do it right you don't just perform better you you also reduce your risk of injury right. and then from a body you know sculpting or bodybuilding standpoint, you're more likely to activate your yeah. weaker body parts or the areas that you really want to focus on. Yeah, they're going to respond uh, more likely. Oh, it's an exciting study when you read you know, something like that. Hey, did you guys see what Bud Light is doing? Wow. Bud Light is having a contest to find a C... Uh, what, what they, let me see how they called it. I wrote it down up here. It was a uh, chief... It was a CMO. Chief Meme Officer. Oh, Meme? Oh, is that a marketing? Yeah, Yeah, Meme Officer. (laughs) I did see this. So they want to bring, they put out this big, you know, call to find somebody who's going to run the memes that they produce and put out on social media. It's gotten, I mean, we see things like, uh, what is it, Fuck Jerry and some of these Barstool Sports is notorious for this now. Like, you know, they're, and you, Sal, you're like Mr. Meme Guy himself, like, the it is like uh, it is like the political cartoon now. It's I the mean, most powerful form of communication. It is huge the mm-hmm. way they get shared now. It's crazy, and mm-hmm. now it's become such a powerful tool to drive traffic to your business that I totally see this as being a future position for almost all companies. I mean, Wasn't I wish it, yeah. I wish we had it. I wish we had somebody that like that was their oh, job. Yeah. That's all, all they did. All they did was find funny memes and create them for us, and so we could post them. I mean, that would be great. Me, there's there. It's the most powerful form of communication. Nothing goes viral faster. And nothing communicates uh, an idea better because it's either done through humor or it's done in a short bite. People like to share them like crazy. It's insane. It's a very, very powerful tool. And uh, politicians use it now quite a bit. Political parties use them quite a bit. In fact, memes played a major role in the last election. People now identify that. It's, it's really well, cool. Well, it only makes sense. I, I started to see a trend in corporations that were like on Twitter and, you know, how they decided to address a lot of complaints and people like talking trash about them with like really like harsh, sarcastic responses. Yeah. And that was getting them a lot of like love and, and, and traction. And so it's like, you know, they... 
to, to, to big companies, it's interesting to see how now they can, they can sort of use all that attention, even if it's negative and kind of turn it back into something where it's actually going to benefit their company. Oh yeah. I have some news for you guys. That's like breaking news, right? This is in the last, uh, last uh, 12 hours or last night it happened. So as a recording of the show, uh, last night, uh, Tom Brenneman, who is a, a really, really uh, famous uh, sportscaster. He's uh, for, oh, yeah. for Fox. He does a lot of the big events. He's uh, does the Cincinnati Reds uh, baseball. So that he does their announcing. And last night, he got caught on a hot mic, right. and he, uh, yeah, he, he did a homophobic slur off off. Well, he thought he was off air, but the mic was hot between commercial breaks. And came back, and I sent over a video of his apology afterwards. I mean, you can just see it wow. in his face how devastated he is. And I, the reason why I'm bringing it up now is more so to like, I'm very curious to what happens. You're talking about somebody. It's not like just some new guy in the first couple of years. Like he's a, a major name, a major voice. If you hear even Sal, who's not even related to sports, I bet if you hear his voice, I'll recognize rec- it. You'll recognize his voice, and. He it, at this time this could not be the oh the cancel mob is, oh my, is foaming at the mouth oh my god I yeah. mean the social justice warriors are going to rip this yeah his job is done that's my they, they immediately okay before the his announcing was even uh, done they literally ripped took him off air he did his apology and said so and so will be taking over the rest rest of the game and immediately suspended him with I'm sure followed by Man. you're done. Yeah. And I don't know anybody that will pick him up afterwards like that. And I think he's got a 20, 25 year career that he's been doing that for. Well, here's so here's my <sighs> here's my two cents on the whole thing. He was at work. He had a mic on him. He's a professional. Uh, you know, I, I don't first off, just because someone sends something doesn't necessarily mean that's how they are or feel in their life. It can mean that. Doesn't mm. necessarily mean that though. Okay. And the reason why I say that is there are a lot of jokes and ways people talk to each other right. that if you were a fly on the wall, you know, there's things that women say about men and vice versa or, or jokes that people Dude, make. Or- nobody is is perfect when they when they don't know that they're, you know, being the you know, addressing this to the public. He did, obviously he didn't know he was like his mic was on. So yeah. I'm just playing devil's advocate, not saying what he said was good or anything like that. Like I definitely not well, something that I would promote. But just to think about that being a scenario in your own job. Like say somebody was listening to a conversation you had in the bathroom and now they're reporting it to HR and now your job's on the line. It's just like how far is this gonna go to where you just get canceled for something well, that you you're like I'm so sorry. Like, uh, do you even accept the apology? Well, anymore? here's here's the thing too. He's that comfortable saying it while he's working with cameras around him. Yeah, that's a bad on his. I mean, well, yeah. That, I mean, that, well, yeah, for sure. That's so a I, big mistake. I, I, why 100 get both sides? I for sure understand why people are enraged. I mean, even the way he said it, uh, it it didn't sound very good. Yeah, it's, despair, like it's really bad. Yeah, yeah, there's there's like there's there's ways to say things like like in a, a humorous way where you're trying to be playful and funny, and the way he said it was like, oh, uh, it had some stank. Yeah, in it. yeah, it had some stank uh, on it. It's cringe. It was definitely cringy. Uh, and I have a very dark sense of humor, and I definitely am I'm guilty of with being with my friends and doing racial jokes and sexist jokes. Like for sure, I 100 percent have done that with friends of mine in a playful manner. And that did not come off that way. It came, it, it came off a little cringy. Mm. So I understood. But then there's another side of me, and this is a more recent, only being five years into this business, 
side of understanding and feel and have being a little empathetic to him. Like I just admitted to you that hundred percent I've been with my friends before and said jokes like that. Like that's, I have a dark sense of humor. We, we are like that. None of us are racist. None of us are sexist. We do do that stuff. And we think that it's, and, and I also find that pushing the envelope with jokes like that right now, I find it more comical because of people that get so fucking sensitive. It's so over, taboo. Because you know, it is so taboo. Oh, dude, the, 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 my friends that are of different races, right? Like I, you know, I have some Hispanic friends and black friends and Asian friends. The jokes we tell each other are always, almost always racist. And what I mean by that is they'll tell me, they'll talk about me being Italian. I'll give it right back to them. We love it. We think it's hilarious. Right. But if you were, if you caught one side of that and it was out of context, it would, I'm well, sure it would and, look- and that's the, right. so here's the empathetic part that I ha- actually have for him in this, right? And again, not defending it. It's just that we're on radio now. And the, oh, that was a stupid. It was a dumb. Yeah, yeah. you are a professional. You're at work. What the hell are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not. And it didn't sound like a joke. Yeah, you know what I mean. It wasn't like him and his friend were and they're cool or whatever. And you know, no, it was. And I'm he, sure there's other production people in the room and everything else. Yeah, dude, it's yeah. like, come on, guy. That's, so I'm I'm really curious to see how this unfolds. That's what happens. They're gonna make an example out of him. That's that, what I think. That's what happens when your when your ego gets really big and it's like the uh, like when the boss, you know, of a big company makes a sexist joke to a woman mm-hmm. in the in the office uh, you know in front of other people and he's like well I'm you know I'm the boss and I've been doing this for a long time and you get that cocky ego right it's like no dude you can't do that yeah like that's not cool you man. think you're above it all yeah it's not gonna happen yeah no you gotta you gotta be you gotta be different this quaz brought to you by organify for those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. First question is from Nitin McKinley. What are the effects of low-carb diets on hormones? Oh, this is a good question. Um, now, if a low-carb diet improves your health, oftentimes it'll balance out your hormones in, in better ways, right? Poor health leads to hormone imbalances. And then the, the hormone imbalances also lead to worse health. So it's kind of like it, it keeps getting worse. Mm-hmm. Good health typically leads to better, more balanced hormones. Okay, now that being said... Let's say the low-carb diet has nothing to do with improving your health. You're just doing it because you're trying to get leaner. You think it might get you leaner faster or you want to try this new diet and you're just pushing it and you're ignoring your body's signals. Here's what it can actually do for you. In men, really low diets for long periods of time can cause lower levels of testosterone. testosterone. In women, sometimes you see thyroid issues from really, really low levels of carbohydrates over long periods of time. And I think that's because... The low diets for them started to produce worse health, hmm. and then the side effect of that was hormones. So that's that's an example. Just talking about low diet, low calories, and carbs. I I would actually make the case though, and wouldn't you agree that uh, a low fat or a low protein diet is even more risky for hormonal issues? Well, fat and protein is essential. essential. Yeah, yeah, yeah because right. they're essential. So yeah, I mean, yes. A low carb diet can cause hormonal issues. Any low calorie diet for a long period of time, I don't care what it is. Like being, here's a th- here's. I remember I read some a study a long time ago that talked about like, you know, the uh, average female what she what she gains weight on today, and then what the average female would need to actually hit the nutri- uh, nutrient levels on a daily basis. 
and it's like completely lopsided. Like you, the average female gain, and this is, a, a, don't quote me on this because I don't remember the exact numbers, but it's somewhere around here, right? Mm. The average female gains weight, I think, on like 1,800 or 1,900 calories, something like that. Mm. And the and the average female, in order to hit all of her macronutrient targets, needs like 2,000. So if you, if you gain weight on that and you're trying to lose weight and you're running a 1,300 to 1,500 calorie diet for a long period of time, now mind you, there's all kinds of variables, your, your age, your weight, your muscle mass. So I'm giving generic numbers to get my point across. But if you are running in a in a low calorie diet for an extended period of time, you're it, there's a very good chance that you're not hitting your RDA for a lot of different nutrients, and over a period of time, that will affect health, which then in turn can affect hormones. And yes, so yes, low carb can do that, but also you know low fat or uh, low protein, you're at risk of that too. In my mm-hmm. experience, I've so- helped people solve hormone issues with there's a, a lot of things that we would do. But I've had more success by raising people's fat intake uh, and cutting their carbs in the reverse. So Me too. I've only ever – I'm trying to think throughout my whole career. Off the top of my head, I can think of two people that were following low carb for too long that we had to bump their carbs a little bit and then their hormones balanced out. But the vast majority were the opposite. The vast majority, I looked at their, their diet and we said, we need to increase your healthy yeah. fats. We need to increase your proteins, and then they had better outcomes. Like I actually had a guy whose testosterone levels, uh, like went up thirty percent or something like that by mm-hmm. by cutting his carbs a little bit and raising his fat. Well, when uh, intermittent fasting kind of made its way back to the scene, I had uh, issues with this actually with a few clients because. It, it became sort of an addiction to where they would stay so low calorie more than anything. Like not obviously low carbohydrate, but overall low calories, you know, at the end of the week to where it would start affecting all these these visible signs in their skin, their, uh, you know, their performance in the gym. Uh, they looked a bit gaunt. Like there was just like a lot of physical s- symptoms and signs that were very visible uh, to me with that. And so that was just something that I noticed because it was being promoted so hard that this is the healthy way uh, to diet right now. And so they wanted to stay within that as long as they possibly could. So I had to address that a few times. Yeah, I think anything that, I mean, here's the key takeaway here. Anything that is reducing your overall health will probably cause hormone issues. So really doesn't matter what diet it is. If the diet itself is not making, is it making your health worse? And usually this happens because people ignore the signals that their body's telling them, and they stick to a diet because they've been convinced that this is the solution to all their problems, mm-hmm. either because they keep reading about it or some Instagram you know, influencer tells them this is the way you need to eat. And so they're ignoring the fact that their hair is falling out, that their nails are more brittle, that their sleep is off, that their digestion is off. And oh no, but the, but I read that this is the way to do oh, it. This, this is, is the, the healthy way. This is the detox period. I hate it when I hear that, right? Oh, yeah. I feel like garbage, but it's because I'm detoxing. That's the reason why I'm doing this. Like, oh, your hair falling out is not really a sign of detoxing. I think you're nutrient deficient. You know what I mean? Yeah. If your health declines, then you are going to notice uh, hor- negative hormone effects. Next question is from S. Miller, UK24. Is there any science that proves old man strength is really a thing? Ah, cool question. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a real thing. Yeah, so we've all a, seen it. Any yeah, any teenage boy who's ever wrestled with his dad or, or his uncle uh, will attest. It's like I remember Dude, my, even my grandpa. Man, I got a grip on him. I remember this as a kid. It's like you know, I'm 17. You're starting to feel like you're all you know, full of yourself. Testosterone's at all time highs, and, and I'm lifting weights already. You know, and and I know I can outlift my uncle or whatever. And 
Then we start wrestling, and I'm like, holy cow, Like, where does this strength come from? I know I could lift more than you. Mm-hmm. I know I could beat you in arm wrestling. But then when we tussle, it's like you're you're kicking my ass, or you go do some you know some some blue collar work with when your older male relatives, and they just put you to shame. There's something that we don't consider when it, when when we're thinking about strength. Oftentimes, strength definitely there's a, a big component of it is it's your muscles, how how big they are, and how much how hard they can contract. That's true. But a lot of strength is also skill. A lot of strength yes. is skill. What I mean by skill is. You have a there's a learned way that you can apply force that makes it uh, generate more force. The yeah. most effective, most efficient way of doing very specific movements and very specific tasks, which uh, over time, think about how long they've lived in that body and how uh, long they've known how to move very specific ways without losing energy, without, you know, fatiguing, but, you know, being real comfortable with the way that they're applying this force uh, towards you. It's like totally. they're masters of it. CNS. I mean, yep. they, this is they've they've invested you know sixty years of their life into their amplifier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know they may have been off. Maybe maybe they spent a little time buying speakers or upgrading that. This, but at the end of the day, they have they are so in tune with their body and connected because they've got so many years on you that that they are so efficient at whatever it is that they do. And then if you add in that they were physical at all, maybe they had they were contractors and they had to mm-hmm. grip and do things like that or they did have bouts in their life where they lifted weights for 5 years consistently then fell off for 10 years and lifted again for 2 years. I mean, you got to add all that up. Yeah, all that up. They're 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 putting money in the CNS bank every time they were doing things like that, and they've just got so many more years on you. And uh, I remember that, um, that this never made sense to me, right? I remember being like a 25 year old kid who'd already had at this point, you know, a good amount of years of lifting weights consistently, and like my dad didn't lift at all, but and we would wrestle around, and he could still grab me, hold me, and pin me down. And it <laughs> yeah. would piss me off because I'm just like I don't understand. This doesn't make sense to me why he can do that and. No, this is there's definitely yeah. science to support that. If you've ever if you've ever seen uh, like a big dog breed and you've seen and if you've ever raised a big dog breed, you know that they grow real fast at first and and they reach almost full size quite early, but they're clumsy, but they're goofy, and they're yeah. goofy. They don't really know because they're not used to their bodies. You know what I mean? They don't know how to move very well. This is what happens uh, to to us too. Like right now. If you were to take me, okay, now I'm, I'm, you know, 40 and I've been in my body for a while, and you just added two inches of height to my body, I would be taller and bigger, but I would lose some of my 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 strength skill. I'm not used to this new body that I have. It's two inches bigger than I've been, you know, for the longest time, right? So these older men, they've been in their body for so long, they're very used to the body. When you're a young guy, you just got big. So you're going to need some years to get used. You're that clumsy puppy. You're that clumsy big dog. And yeah, you got the size, but you're moving all over the place and you don't know how to how to use it. And the old guy's going to wipe the floor with you. Oh, yeah. Next question is from Anna Schott. How much do you think about your branding or marketing in order to appeal to both men and women? Oh, this is a fun one that we wrestle yeah. with our marketing team. and have, wrestle. We have for, uh, what, three years now. This was a really hard thing for us to accept. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, when we hired our marketing team, this was one of the first things they wanted to do was, okay, we have to, you know, market the maps program to women, then we need to market it to men. And so let's change the colors of it. Let's do this and this and let's, and we're like, Oh, it was like nails on the chalkboard 
right. uh, for us. And I, I've I've come full circle on this and have a, a, a greater understanding of what this is like. And let me explain how how it, how it makes sense to me now and why I'm a little more receptive and accepting to allowing our market team to go after and target uh, like women specifically, even though I know that, okay, that work, that program would also work for a man. Same workout. Right. Same workout for a man. It reminds me of when you, and you guys, I know you guys can relate to this. When you got the client and they come in and they, they spend a lot, they invest in you uh, for six months plus, and they come in and they tell you what they want. I want you to train me six days a week, Adam. Um, I don't want to do any of these exercises. I'm going to keep yeah. my my, no my Sunday fun Sunday fun day. I don't want to cut out this, and you know I don't want to do any gimmicky. Mm. And they, they give you like I all these things. Tarts. And in your head, as a trainer, you know if you're if you're veteran at all and you've done this enough times, you're going like, okay, yeah, I'm changing all that shit for sure. You know, you know, eventually I'm going to get rid of that. Eventually I'm not going to allow them to train that much. Eventually, but I also know that I'm in a service business. This person just met me. This is what they're here for. This is what they're spending their money. So I got to kind of give them what they want and say, okay. And then after I've got their commitment, now I have to build trust with them with my knowledge and experience and value, and then eventually be able to unpack and unravel all these myths that they believe to be true. But I first have to grab their attention or first agree with them just to get them. And then I can start to influence them and explain to them, listen, the same program for you is the same program that I'm going to do for the girl who wants to do this. So it's not it's not a different. But when you search on Google, you know when a you know a girl across the world who's never heard of Mind Pump gets online and and wants to find the perfect workout or the perfect exercise for her to be. She types it in that way. Mm-hmm. She types it in as you know best ab workout for women or you know best butt exercise for women. Like she searches that way. And if we refuse to find a way to kind of mold to market to them like that, we'll never get that person. I'll never be able to influence her and educate her on how it really works. And so over the last three years, we've had to think a lot about this and find ways that, you know, how can we market outside of Mind Pump very specific to the person that's probably searching a topic all the way down to their sex, to what what they want to do as far as their goals and appeal to them to get their attention, to then get them to hopefully to listen to the show and allow us to educate them on how it really works. It's all about communication. When I was a a young trainer, if a client came to me and said, I'm not taking this food out, I'm not doing that, I'm not doing this, I'm not going to squat, I'm not going to deadlift, I'm not going to overhead press, not doing those movements. Old trainer, or excuse me, young Sal, when I first started, would have been like, well, I'm sorry, we have to do those things, here's why, squats are the best, now you got to cut that food out because this is how what. Older, more wise, uh, wiser Sal says this. Look, we don't have to do anything you don't want to do. That's it. Yeah. We don't got to do anything you don't want to do. Now I know my goal is to get you to the point where you want to do those things. Yeah. That's what a real trainer does. Because the, the, the young, novice, not wise Sal would lose 20 or 50% of the people. And now I can't help them at all. Now they're doing nothing. They're mm-hmm. not doing anything at all. Mm-hmm. So here's the struggle. The struggle is marketing team says – if you market this program to just women and make it look like it's for just women, you'll sell more programs. That's not going to work on me. That doesn't work on us because we're going to look at them and be like, sorry, we're not going to compromise our integrity just to sell more programs. And then we all sat down and it took us a while and we thought about, wait a minute, let's take a step back. There's a lot of people. Now they're going to go, these people that were not 
you know, marketing to the way that they like to be marketed to are going to go buy some crappy workout program. That's right, program. they'll go find yeah. somebody else's. That's not going to work. It's not going to be effective. They're going to either hurt themselves or they're going to slow their metabolism down or all the pitfalls. And what's our overarching goal? Our overarching goal is to truly help people. So why don't we talk to them the way that they want to be talked to? Mm-hmm. Then when they come in, we train them the right way. So really that's what it boils down to is marketing to specific people is less about, in our case, it's not about fooling people. It's all about, come over here, we'll train you the right way, fine. You want something yeah. that says it's just for you? That's what it says, yeah. but it's also for these other what people What do the too. numbers actually tell us of who's responding? You know, it's like, let's look at that. And like, look, there was a big gap uh, that we had to face that uh, of people we weren't reaching, uh, like you're alluding to. It's, and that's, that's troubling to us because that's really our mission is to be able to, uh, you know, start that conversation at least. Right. And if I can't start that conversation, then, you know, what kind of breakthroughs are ever going to happen? And it's so frustrating because uh, we know the big leaders in our space and, and the gimmicks and, and all these different like tactics that they use that are just so dishonest and uh, are just uh, like really just promising the world and not delivering any of the results. And, and we know that our, our greatest value is that like, if you actually go through the content and you go through, uh, you know, what we actually have put together, like, this is what actually is going to produce the results, but, but how do we do this? And so it's, we've had to get really creative and we still do have standards. I mean, there's things we don't use, like we don't use the whole, uh, you, you know, switch it out with, um, you know, the transformation picks and this and that and the other, which are very, very powerful tools. Uh, so there's other ways to do it with reviews and there's other ways to do it with testimonials where people are like really honestly talking about what we're promoting. So uh, I think that, um, <laughs> again, we could use help with this, uh, you know, from from everybody that listens in terms of just spreading the word uh, more than anything. It's a, fi- it's a fine dance that, you know, we've had to do as far as, you know, keeping our integrity and what's important to us, but then also recognizing that what we're scaling is is much bigger than just ourselves and recognizing that not everybody who buys a program from Mind Pump listens to Mind Pump. Mm. Uh, in fact, there's a, a large percentage of people now uh, that don't even listen to the show that own programs of ours and don't know who the fuck Sal, Justin, and Adam are. Mm-hmm. And, in, and like to Sal's point... If we don't find a way to market or get to those people, then somebody else will. Somebody else who will appeal to what they want to do and who most likely won't have the knowledge that we have and will give them some shit product that probably won't work for them and they'll stay in that cycle. So, okay, we'll speak to you the way you want to hear information right now to get your attention. And it, it does. It reminds me exactly what I had to do. And that's what got me with our marketing team to finally kind of go like, okay, I understand this because I do remember this was a challenge for me in my early 20s. And when I finally overcame it was exactly what Sal said. I learned to agree. You know, that's like the first rule of overcoming these objections is to agree with them. Like, yeah, yeah, no, if you don't want to do that, we don't have to do any of those things. Yeah. We only have, we'll only do what you want to do. Right. But deep down inside, I know that if I'm going to really change this person's life, I've got to get them to do all those things. But the, w- the way to do it is not to argue with them the first interaction that you have with them. It's to slowly convince them. And that's what the podcast, 
the email dripping, the YouTube channel, the blogs that we write like crazy. That's the, the idea is like, we'll use whatever net we can to get them into the circle. And then let's start to inundate them with all the really good information and slowly start to convince them to make them want to go, oh, okay. Look, you got, here's yeah, the deal. The light bulb has to come on in their own head. Yeah. Here's the deal. Okay. This is what we're, this is what we're fighting against. Okay. Here on one side, the, the fitness industry monster that says, take this pill and lose 30 pounds in 30 days or follow this workout um, and in, you know, in two weeks look like this, right? That's what they're saying. And on this side, we're saying, hey, you're going to have to make some long-term fundamental changes with your habits, with diet. You're going to have to work out for a long time and it's a slow process. You've got to fix imbalances and work on stability and slowly build strength and then over time train your body. How in the hell are we going to sell that over the other guy? How are we going to beat them? People want the easy lie. They don't want the hard truth, right? So how do we beat them? We have to outsell them. That's the first step. We got to do a better job at getting people's attention and selling the truth better than they can sell a lie. You know how hard that is? Yeah. That is a hard a thing. I'll give you, look, I'll give you an example of, of, of how, and this is what, by the way, we developed this over years of training clients. This is what you learn as a trainer. If you do this for decades, eventually you learn how to sell the truth better than the other guy can sell the lie. Is if You'll have to learn that. Otherwise, you'll always fail over and over and over again. At some point, you realize, I got to change the way I'm saying what I'm saying because I'm losing. I'm not winning this battle. I'll give you a good example, okay? Um, eating in a way to benefit you that makes you healthy, truly healthy, developing a good relationship with food gives you better health. Okay, that's great. Sounds real nice. Am I going to reach the person who's listening right now that just like, I just want to look good. I want to look good and I want to get there fast. I really mm -hmm. don't care about that other stuff right now. I'm, you know, big deal. No, I'll worry about that later. I just want to look good. No, I'm not going to get that person. So how do I get that person? I say this instead, which is also true. By the way, we're not lying. We're always telling the truth. We're just doing it in a way that's going to sell it a little bit more effectively. So here's my example. If you train and eat in a way that is truly making you healthy, the side effect of that is you're going to look really good. If all you do is eat and train to make yourself look good, eventually your health suffers and so do your looks. So now the person who's listening and all they care about is how they look, now their ears perk up. Oh, wait a minute. So if I do the healthy thing, I'm going to look better. Let me, let me listen to this, what this guy has to say. Now I got you. Now I can start to teach you how to do this properly, and I've helped you. Otherwise, we're totally screwed, and the fitness industry will remain to be a problem of health, not a solution for health. We'll keep fishing. Next question is from Ty Finnicum. Here's a scenario. The president appoints Mind Pump Media to address the country's obesity epidemic. What's the first issue you tackle and how do you approach it oh geez presidential order I, you know these questions are so funny because it's like you are the you know you make all the decisions <laughs> yeah, yeah. you can pass a law that will fix everything it's good though because i i already know how i think you yeah. guys are going to answer too because uh I, i'm sure a lot of people think about this and i think a lot of people you know okay we have this huge problem so let's get in there and start making these rules let's get rid of sodas or let's start taxing it this way or so and and what i know that both these guys are going to say is is probably very similar to me which is i probably do uh, close to nothing mm -hmm. to be honest with you and and be that's the example the, and here's what i here's what i might do right i i would if i could think of something that's not going to take anybody's rights or liberties away or freedoms away I would uh, now make part of every high school health curriculum uh, mind pump is part of it. 
So all 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 little, of, little crony capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> Self-serving. Hey, Adam's president. Yeah, Well, let's let's pretend. Okay, and then and then at that point, because I'm a president and I have all kinds of other pool, I'm not really worried about mind pump making money. So then I make it a nonprofit, right? So that so okay. then so okay. so there's no cro- right. so you can right. take the crony nice capital. So you can take the crony capitalism out because I'm no longer profiting. You make from, a good politician. Yeah, right? you like that. Yeah. So <laughs> so we're we're nonprofit at this point because we're twist. we're now the president. So. Yes, you have to. It's a mandatory part of all health curriculum is listening to uh, the show Mind Pump and 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 utilize and getting some of that information. Other than that, I'm not going to put any sort of regulation or laws or taxes on anything to try and fight obesity. I think it's a terrible way. It never works. Mm-hmm. I, so yeah. I know exactly what I would do, and it's not about what I would do. It's what I would undo. I would eliminate subsidies. I would eliminate subsidies for food and food products. Let me give you an example. Of, uh, of how subsidies have caused problems, okay? Uh, corn. Corn is one of the most highly subsidized uh, foods in America. So at some point, the government convinced uh, people that it was in our best interest to take tax money and automatically fund farmers to grow corn, right? We need corn. Uh, it's a good idea. It's a, it's a good crop. Let's take tax dollars and put it towards corn. So what was the result of that? Well, corn became extremely inexpensive, um, even though we are paying for it, but we're forced to pay for it. Farmers grew corn more than anything else. Sugarcane went out of business, and the way we sweetened all of our foods was with high fructose corn syrup. In fact, corn subsidies got so bad, we started talking about making corn into fuel, which is interesting. Let's take food and turn it into into gas. That's a very strange uh, proposition. Yeah. We have subsidies for wheat. We have subsidies for dairy. We have subsidies for, for all kinds of different... Eliminate the subsidies because those cause ripple effects in the market that skew the food and what it's really valued at and what we eat a lot of. You know, one of the main reasons why wheat, corn, and soy is in almost every processed food that there is is because it's subs- those are subsidized crops. And so now we have food that has all of those things in them. So I would do. It would be less about what I would do, like add. It's more mm. about what I would take away. That's then, a good one. And yeah. then the second thing, I would just talk a lot about health and fitness <laughs> well, that's as the president. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Well, I, honestly, when I think about these types of issues, I go all the way back down to childhood. So my thoughts uh, start gathering around education, around what kids are exposed to uh, through you know their school, through their extracurricular activities, and just to create more opportunities for them to get exposed to better information uh, and to have these opportunities to move a lot more throughout the day as they're learning and have like those uh, you know types of curriculums incorporated somehow within the structure. So to really evaluate uh, how uh, you know, the, the entire like school system, I guess if, if we're still going to stick with it and it's not going to still all be all online forever. Uh, if this is something that, uh, is still sort of standardized to kind of reevaluate that in terms of like updating everything to the latest, uh, you know, information and, and also, uh, get kids to, to really understand their body and pay attention to their body and, uh, you know, have professionals come in and do talks and, you know, those types of things just so that at least, you know, not to say that uh, they're going to follow all these things, but at least they've been exposed to it to know a good example. Because I think the biggest issue is, you know, parents usually are the biggest example. And I think a lot of parents out there are just, you know, not cutting it. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, I can only think of one 
I can think of one government thing that has probably that has improved our health, and that was the campaign against tobacco. Um, and I mean, you know, a broken clock, you know, will, will be right twice a day, right? So they did uh, have success with that. Uh, it did, I think, play a role in the reduction in tobacco use. But everything else that they've done to improve our health has actually made our health worse. Uh, creating the food pyramid made it worse. Mm-hmm. Demonizing fat. And you know that was a big government, uh, you know, production, right? That caused a lot of worse health. Subsidizing crops that we thought were a good idea. That there's a reason Statins why statins and cholesterol. Yeah, right? there, there's a reason why you know corn-fed beef is so cheap. It's because the corn is subsidized, and so now it's cheaper. Now, how do you compete that with grass-fed meat, for example? So, I think one of the best things you could ever do is, if you were a leader like that, is to lead by example. Talk and persuade, and then get out of the way. Like get out of the way and reduce and, and get rid of all these programs that have really only caused unintended consequences, which have resulted. Um, and I can make this argument pretty sound. Uh, have resulted in worse health, uh, not in better health. And with that, Mind Pump is recorded on video as well as audio. Come check us out on YouTube. You can also find all of us on Instagram. Even Doug. So here's what you do: go to Instagram, go find Mind Pump Doug, give him a follow. Then you can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin, Sal at Mind Pump Sal, Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Give us all a follow. follow. We do different posts and we like to answer questions. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.